This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 40 minutes past the hour, here on Real Presence Live, coming to you live from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, in the DOWR, if you're not familiar with that acronym. Diocese of Winona, Rochester. That's where we're coming to you from. The D-O-W-R dot org. And I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for this diocese, along with Father... Father Tim Buren. Tim Buren. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Matt, this morning. This is a great uh, uh, session that we have had with Real Presence Live. And you were talking earlier about uh, another local bakery in the area. What is that bakery called? Blado's in Winona. How old is that bakery? It's ancient, apparently. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's one of the first things that people mentioned to me when I got here last year. It's like, you got to try the donuts. Yeah, it's amazing. And so many uh, selfies with those donuts that people have taken outside and out front. It's one of those uh, long-standing traditions in Winona that if you're in Winona, you certainly have to uh, to go to Blado's, but certainly get there early in the morning because regardless of the day of the week, they seem to sell out. They always sell out. Yes. And What's you, your favorite, by the way? Uh, I really love the... Uh, the maple long john with the bacon on it. I just yeah. have to say, they're just, it's just a legendary donut. With the bacon. I got to tell you, I was, uh, this last week, I was one of the presenters at uh, the Catholic Rural Life uh, Retreat for Priests. It was called Thriving in Rural Ministry. It was on location, sadly, in Tucson, Arizona. Oh. I had to go there for this retreat. But, uh, Such a cross. There is a book that is... Um, that is from Catholic Rural Life that is a phenomenal book to have, and there's actually a blessing in there for bacon. Oh. I am overjoyed at finding this blessing. Bacon deserves a blessing. It certainly deserves a blessing. and uh, you know, Bacon it's, itself is a blessing. <laughs> it certainly is, yes. <laughs> and bacon on those Blado donuts is even a better blessing. <laughs> uh, you know, we have just a couple minutes here, and I have another question for you. Yeah. Because I have a next-door neighbor who... Apparently, it does not eat bacon because okay. of the biblical precept. He's a Christian, uh-huh. not Catholic, but chooses not to eat bacon okay. because of the rules in the Old Testament prohibiting it. Okay. What, what should I say to somebody like that, Father? Um, first of all, you go to them, you hold their hand, and you start crying for them <laughs> and have that empathy. Indeed. That they have I'm no so sorry for you. Yeah, sincerely. Uh, you know, maybe maybe break it into them easy by presenting them turkey bacon because that's not real bacon. <laughs> it is. It's fake bacon. And once you try turkey bacon, if you really like the pork bacon, you'll cry. Could I give them a like a can of bacon flavored spam? <laughs> well, you could. You know, I look. It's no. It's not real bacon. I. It's just bacon flavored spam. I did not have trust issues until that one day that mom decided to be healthier and give us turkey bacon. And ever since then, I've had trust issues. I mean, yeah. like literally, I I, I I put like several pieces on my plate, anticipating pork bacon, and I was let down. And so ever since then, I have to uh, uh, discern what is this. Okay. Well, I'm just waiting for an opportunity to talk to my neighbor about this and maybe highlight you know that passage in Acts where. St. Peter, he's on the roof of a home, and he has that dream where all the animals are coming down on the sheet, and our Lord says, take and eat, Peter, and it's noontime, and so it, he's hungry. He's in the middle of the day, and I think our Lord's doing this on purpose, but he says, no, Lord, I, I won't take and eat what's 
unclean. And three times this happens. And then our Lord says what? Do not call unclean what I have made clean. So I'm just kind of waiting for the opportunity to talk to my neighbor, neighbor about that. God will give you that opportunity. That's evangelization 101. So there you go. Yeah. Kind of a quirky little thing there. But anyway, um, I'm wondering if we have our, our next guest on the line. I believe we do. And we're going to talk about a, a problem that uh, doesn't discriminate, whether you're a young person or an older rancher on the prairie. Amy Julian of the Diocese of Rapid City will tell us what this problem is and how she and any others in the diocese are working to combat it. First of all, Amy Julian, thanks for being on Real Presence Live with us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Well, let's begin by defining what mental wellness is. Okay. Um, well, so first of all, I'm not an expert, but God has kind of placed me in this position where I um, have a chance to see the needs of the people of our diocese, but also have an opportunity to address them. So I've been canvassing experts to give you what um, what we have here. So, so according to the mentalhealth.gov, you know, they define mental wellness as both emotional, psychological, and social well-being. You know, so these things that affect the way that we feel or think or act and uh, you know, how it um, affects how we handle stress, you know, how we relate to others. And it can be affected by biochemistry or it can be affected by our life experiences, like trauma or abuse. And, you know, it can start subtly. It can start like, with eating or sleeping too much or too little or withdrawing for people, um, feeling numb or hopeless. And then it can really manifest itself um, into much more obvious signs, like yelling and arguing and thoughts of self-harm and uh, but it's a huge gamut of what we would consider to be uh, mental wellness. So certainly this affects everyone, really, from youth to the older rancher on the South Dakota prairie. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about how that can affect the the gamut of ages there. Right. It, I mean, we know that biochemically that can affect um, people, you know, regardless of race or, or where you live. and. And things manifest themselves at various ages. You know, something you won't know until you're in the, your mid-30s if you're, you know, have schizophrenia or something like that. But um, uh, the life experiences that can impact our mental wellness can happen to anyone anywhere. You know, it could be a form of trauma or abuse, or it could be, like, other triggering factors, such as the loss of a loved one or a major change, like a graduation or retirement. And... Uh, the common factor, usually, when it really starts affecting people, when particularly, you know, one of our emphasis was um, trying to impact the number of suicides that we have, and what we would see in those is that feeling of hopelessness and helplessness, where they can't see a path forward. So for young people, it might be that, you know, they're at a crossroads in their life, and they're expected to make decisions that will impact the rest of their life, and that stress is so humongous, um, especially when you look at society, what society considers to be successful, and you don't see people who look like you in that role. You know, and so that's something that a lot of our Native American youth would see, where they just don't see a path forward. Um, but then it can impact older people, too, particularly at a change of life. So um, ranchers, men that have been ranching their entire life, they've been the one that everybody's come to for the answer and now they physically can't do as much. You know, their children have moved into town. They have no one to help them or to, to succeed on the ranch. They don't know what's going to happen to the ranch because they've built their entire life building. 
Um, and so the natural, the financial stresses, the natural disasters that can really exacerbate those conditions. And, you know, we're all susceptible to those um, moments of crisis um, that can impact our mental health. We're speaking this morning with Amy Julian, Director of Family Life Ministries for the Diocese of Rapid City, about the issue of mental wellness and how it doesn't discriminate. And I think we've seen this also. Uh, I mean, we mentioned anywhere from the youth to the old rancher on the South Dakota Prairie. We've also seen this uh, in a couple of bishops in, in, the, in this country where they've courageously stepped back from their offices because they have had the humility to say, I need help. You know, even in a, in a diocese where seemingly comparatively things are going really well, we, we, don't, we don't always know what's going on in someone's mind. And it's, it's, a, it's a really a, a heroic witness on the part of these bishops as well to say, I need to step away for a while in order to it get is. help. Yeah, it, it really is. And I was, I was so impressed by that when that happened, that, you know, he was able to say, to be so honest, you know, and I think that um, part of what that does is it reduces the stigma that's attached to mental health and mental illness. And people, when they start to feel different, they start to feel disconnected, they're afraid to come forward and ask for help because we have attached so much stigma to the idea of mental illness in our society. And I think we're working hard to change that, but um, definitely the witness of that bishop was incredibly um, impactful. Absolutely, Amy. And uh, what are you and others doing in the Diocese of Rapid City to combat this problem? Um, so we are trying to um, put together a, a mental wellness ministry, and there are um, initially it, it. I was drawn to it because part of our ministry is support groups, and we um, have like a divorce support group, bereavement support group, Rachel's Vineyard. But I would get calls from people um, asking for help, and I the only thing I could offer them was a support group in Rapid City that didn't start for another five months. And which is no help to the person who's suffering now in Gregory or Lemon or wherever. And I wanted to be able to help people when they needed the help, where they needed the help. And so we began to formulate this plan and it came across a grant from the University of San Diego, um, Catholic Institute for Mental Health Ministry. And their goal was to reduce suicides. And because we do have such a high suicide rate in South Dakota, and particularly in Western South Dakota, they were really attracted to our diocese. Um, and we put together a four-pronged approach. The first was to create a ministry that we ultimately settled on, Befrienders Ministry. Um, and it's a ministry that is just a peer-to-peer listening ministry of companionship and of relationship. And so the core principles for them are that God is present. Pardon? Keep going. Yep. Okay. Uh, that God is present. Um, and so we, we look for the presence of God in all of our conversations. Caring, not curing, these ministers are given the tools to just be able to express their care for the person, but we have no claims that we're going to cure, cure whatever is, is hurting them. And we offer them a non-judgmental presence, that we don't condemn them for anything that they've done or for anything that they're thinking, and then we engage in active listening principles to be able to allow them to feel connected, which that disconnectedness is really the source of a lot of our um, difficulties today, because because we are so disconnected. You know, we, we, we have front, we don't have front porches anymore, we have backyards. And 
and we have devices to connect, but as soon as we shut them off, now we're isolated. And so the Defender Ministry, having somebody that you can meet with once a week for one hour that will just listen to you, can give you back that feeling of connectedness, because we're meant for companionship. You know, we're meant for relationship with God and with each other. And when we don't have those relationships, you know, that's when we begin to feel helpless. That's when we're susceptible to all of those other things that we were talking about earlier. So you and have... then we also... I'm sorry for the interruption. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so the Defender Ministry is kind of our core um, ministry that we're using to address that. And we're... Um, and then we also are increasing uh, the awareness of the mental health awareness trainings that we have and suicide intervention schools trainings. Currently, they're offer- offered by Catholic Social Services, and they can come to any parish or community in our diocese, or we can do uh, long-distance training to give people the tools to be able to understand what their friends are going through, what their family's going through, and to give them the courage to ask the questions that need to be asked to be able to actually say, are you thinking of killing yourself? Which is a tough question, but I was actually in a position to ask that question not too long ago, and I never would have had the courage to do that had I not had that training. And so it, it takes that stigma away, and it, and it gives us the courage to engage, you know. Um, and then we're also increasing the access to video counseling throughout our diocese, and then also hoping to increase the awareness of the incredible um, treasury of tools we have as Catholics to address the suffering, both the uh, sacraments um, and uh, teaching on redemptive suffering, um, you know, specific prayers we have as Catholics, the resource to the intercession of the patron saints. Um, and so we're, we're trying to wrap that all up in one holistic uh, way of addressing the woundedness that is evident everywhere. You certainly have great passion, Amy. And as I sadly interrupted you two different times there to, uh, uh, you know, to to get in a word there, um, I apologize for that because you certainly have a lot of passion as you have shared with us this phenomenal ministry. Uh, and because this mental wellness is an important part of where we are today in the church, really to reach out to those that are struggling, but also for those um, others to know that they can be trained to be that uh, befriender, that they can... Uh, be trained in, in being a good listener. In fact, don't you have a retreat coming up uh, this Saturday? Is that correct? This Saturday, we do. We have a workshop that is just a, an introduction to the Befriender Ministry and an introduction to the resources that we have to help people bring this to their own parish. And and we're just really excited because ultimately, you know, God gave us this communion of saints that we participate in um, and but sometimes we just don't know how to reach out, and this will give us the skills to be able to reach out, to be that helpful hand, and to you know offer that bridge back to normalcy that we we crave. Real quick, Amy Julian, uh, if people want to learn more about that retreat. Where are they? Where can they go? Uh, Terrasanta.org is our retreat center, and there's a link there to register for the training. So T-E-R-R-A-S-A-N-C-T-A dot org. Amy Julian, thanks so much. Amy Julian from the Diocese of Rapid City, Director of Family Life Ministries. And thanks so much for joining us here on Real Presence Live. God bless. Thank you. Well, it is 56 past the hour. That means, Father Buren, it's time for our technical director preview of the next episode of Real Presence Live with technical director Eli. 
Oh, boy. Thanks, Matt. Here's what's coming up on our next show tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Hosted by Deacon Dan Goshi and Father Daniel Weiske, they'll be live from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd, Minnesota. Looking for a place to encounter Christ in solitude and silence? Well, we'll hear about one great option as we visit with, as we visit with Tim Drake, and he's the executive director of Pacham in Terrace Hermitage Retreat Center. Then, the ministry she founded beautifully contrasts the women's rights supported by our culture. Leah Jacobson will tell us more about the Guiding Star Project as we visit with her. And it's an opportunity to restore, renew, and rekindle your marriage. Chris and Gina Allers will reflect on the joys and struggles of marriage and share one of the ways couples can enrich their own marriages. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on our next show tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. That reminds me of a show that I used to produce for another Catholic radio network where we had Tim Drake on quite regularly for a segment called Drake's Takes. And so I made a little little jingle to go along with that. that Drake's Takes. So you'll get Drake's Take on, uh, tomorrow on Real Presence Live on why you should make a retreat at Pachamon Terrace. Certainly something to check into. Tim Drake is a phenomenal man, a great man of God, and a really talented uh, writer, author, and uh, just, I really love his openness to this ministry. He is very involved in the new evangelization, and he really has this great heart for this mission. Uh, speaking of evangelization, how about another shameless plug for your upcoming social media evangelization so seminar? That is on March 3rd. You can get more information by checking out www.dowr.org, and that is going to be held with Dr. Susan Winley Doust and myself. We're going to be hosting that. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. There's ways that we can evangelize through social media, obviously. So what a great gift that is as well. Absolutely. We have social media with The Real Presence Radio. So check us out. Befriend us on on uh, Facebook. And, uh, yeah, just keep in touch. Absolutely. It's great Catholic content 24-7 here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live is a live and local show. Two hours each morning. Thanks for spending that with us for. I mean, just a plethora of different reasons, local content, uh, learning about things that are going on in the larger upper Midwest area, learning about what other dioceses are doing, maybe getting ideas uh, as to what we can bring back to our own dioceses, our parishes. So thank you for tuning in. Great stuff. Thank you again, Father Biren, for everything that you do here for us in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and on Real Presence Live. God bless you. And we have upcoming next... More to life here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Again, God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.